Hello and welcome to the Nerdiest Podcast, where nerds talk about nerdy things. I'm one of your hosts, Mr. Jackson Glass, and I'm here with my partner in crime, good friend, friend of the show, creator of the show, Mr. Nick Barrett. How are you today? Friend of the show? Yeah, I better be a friend <laughs> of the show. I'm the, I, I created this show. What do you mean? I mean... You're if... an intern. You can be fired <laughs> at any time. Wow. Am unpaid intern. Unpaid intern. This is actually, we're uh, listen. This was my idea. We're actually going to talk about inside. It's so the funny because we were talking about inside for like thirty minutes before recording this. It's kind of funny. Um, yep. No, today is top five shows. We haven't yep, done top five we favorite haven't done TV a shows. top five episode in a very long time. Uh, I, I think, think the last top five we did was top five movies last and that year. Was last year, like early last year too. <sighs> I think um, we've kind of gotten the format down a little better. Top five TV shows of all time. But that's not going to take up a whole hour, so I have a fun game we can play. Um, Today, we will be going to um, the hotspot for the coolest, hottest place on the internet. If you're you're 28, uh, BuzzFeed.com. Oh, yes. this uh, this game is called I'm going to give you an argument from a sitcom and I want the honest truth about who you think is the jerk. I think they could have named okay. it a little I can, better. I can do this. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Wait, we got to do a coffee time style intro. We got to do Who's in the wrong? Who's in the wrong? <laughs> Unless you have... Get super close. Unless you have um, anything to recap about your week no i'm i don't know because we're we're we kind of have to pre-record this one a little bit yeah so we recorded because, like friday and it's yeah we recorded wednesday. friday and now it's wednesday so like <laughs> nothing happened. i haven't even gone through a full week <laughs> nothing the only thing that happened was the new Fortnite chapter dropped that's, that's that was fun it yeah but we're not a gaming podcast, nor do I want to subject our listeners to us talking about Fortnite. Because we I would. really don't know what we're talking about. You know, I didn't realize this. I'll talk about this for a second, then we can play our game. I didn't realize how much of, like, a Fortnite world there was until, like, I really saw it. And I was like, holy crap. Like, there's so, like, there's still such a community around it. It's kind of bizarre. But we're not here to talk about that. True. So, okay. Tune in next time some, for a really epic. Tune in next time for a really epic weekly recap. Um, all right, here we go. Oh yeah, uh, I've gone to Disney by the next episode. Monica inherits a dollhouse from her aunt and asks Phoebe to help her with it. Phoebe's excited okay. since she since she never had one before, but Monica does not like her ideas and wants her to leave. Phoebe says that is unfair. Who's in the wrong? Monica, Phoebe, neither or both. Okay, so I remember this. Episode. I think, I think personally, I think Phoebe's in the wrong because it's not her dollhouse. Because I've I've experienced this before, where it's like your sibling or your parent or your friend or whatever gets something that you've never had before, mm-hmm. and you want to experience that thing, which is not wrong. Like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to have that experience. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not Phoebe's dollhouse. So therefore, um, I, I think Phoebe's in the wrong here. I don't think she, I think Monica, I don't, do I think Monica <laughs> is right in, um, you know, how she acts with like being overprotective of the dollhouse? 
No. No. But I don't think Phoebe's in the right. That's is, that's my argument. Is Phoebe in the wrong for wanting to have that experience? No. Is she kind of in the wrong for taking over? Because if I remember the episode, she kind of like wanted like a lot, and I don't. She wanted a dinosaur in there. Yeah, and it was like that's hunted, too much. and like. But also on the other hand, she was just kind of having fun. So, uh, what do you? I think. What do you want to say, Phoebe? Yeah, I'm gonna say Phoebe's, Phoebe's in, the wrong. in the wrong. Wow. Okay. What, Only the majority of people say Monica's in the wrong? Yeah. 56% yeah. of people say that Monica is in the wrong. That's wild. Yeah, that's, it, it's because the, the show portrays the very, like, Monica is, like, anti-creativity mm-hmm. or, like, anti-imagination. That's the whole stance the show takes and doesn't, like, step back to be like, well, Phoebe, this isn't your dollhouse. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know. It's kind of like, um... Have you seen the first episode of Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared? Where he's like, Yes, but it's been a hot minute. He's like, we can be creative. That green is not a creative color. <laughs> yeah, that's Don't kind Hug of Me, a, I'm Scared was such an era. That's mm-hmm. a that's a little bit more adult reference. Um, I cannot recommend that because it's I watched terrifying. Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared when I was like 14. I watched it when I was 16 reference. and was like gave me nightmares <laughs> like <laughs> don't hug me i'm scared shockingly enough did not give me nightmares five nights at freddy's did though okay that's fair um i never even nightmares played i just weeks. watched the the matpat game theory videos Same. and like it was like oh my gosh they're coming to get me but hey scaring kids is a lucrative industry <laughs> It's Let's see. true. As we learned from last episode, talking about traumatizing children on Tower of Terror. Go back, listen to that. It was a good episode. If you haven't. <laughs> if, if you, you have, listen again. talk about that. Um, okay, here we go. The office has a communal microwave where someone has made a mess in and not cleaned it up. Oh, no! <laughs> Pam sees it and leaves a note addressing the mess. A few of the people feel that that note is very stuck up and Pam should just chill. Who's in the wrong? Everyone else. Everyone else. But Pam? Because here's the thing. When you agree to use a communal microwave, and if your food makes a mess in the microwave, it's your responsibility to clean it up. I know this because I used to work at Publix, and we had a communal microwave in the break room. I would take, like, pasta, like, leftover pasta, and if the, like, if the sauce splattered all over the inside... I would take a paper towel and just wipe down the inside. It's not that hard. It'll take you maybe 30 seconds yeah. to do. And, you know, I don't I don't think Pam is in the wrong for encouraging a, you know, good, clean, sanitary workplace. I agree. Especially this is, um, nowadays. This, <laughs> this is a battle my mom has been fighting since I was a child where it was like, you make a mess in the kitchen. You gotta clean it up, cause it's it's just like the it's your responsibility. So I'm gonna say who's it's in the also, wrong. Like, leaving food around is also how you get bugs. Yeah, exactly. And stuff, especially in like, like a communal space, like an office. No shade to my last roommate. I don't even think they listen to the podcast, but they had a rampant like just oh, leaving food that. out problem. Which, I don't know why they didn't correct this problem, because 
they had cockroaches in the house. Like, it was a semi-frequent thing. And I would be like, maybe we don't leave the waffles with the syrup on the couch on a paper plate because that attracts bugs. Like, it would sit there all day. And I would have to go in and like, okay, nope. Garbage, throwing that you away. See, that shouldn't no, no, be your can't responsibility. Leave that on the <laughs> exactly, because it's not my mess. Is this when you and your mom like cleaned out the fridge and found like yes years of old food? Okay, so I'm gonna say the Ew. people are in the wrong. Yeah, eighty-one percent agree. Yeah, yeah. If you think Pam's in the wrong, then you <laughs> are just lazy. Okay, this I'm is... sorry. <laughs> this is spicy. If you if you think Pam is in the wrong, then I think you're the problem. <laughs> Yeah, I think you might be the, the you gotta, stuck up. You got to take a long, hard look at yourself. All right, yeah. this this is this is spicy. Monica okay. sees a guy she likes, but is afraid to go talk to him, and asks her best friend Rachel to talk to him for her. Rachel Ugh, does so, Rachel. but asks the guy out on a date herself. Monica says that's not fair since she liked him first. Who is in the wrong? Okay, I'd like to say, I think. As someone who has been in a similar situation, Rachel is completely in the wrong. No. Because that... Definitely. (laughs) Because that's just a terrible friendship move. Because it's like, why would you go for someone that you know that your friend likes? You gotta support... You gotta support the the homies. (laughs) What point in the show was this? Was like, was this one of those where Rachel was trying to get back at Monica, so she did this? I think Rachel, uh, if I remember correctly. Now, this is going to make me sound like an extreme Friends fan. I'm pretty sure this is the one after. Well, you the are Super- an extreme Friends okay. fan. The one after the Super Bowl Part Two, where they're on the movie set and she goes for Jean Claude Van Damme, <laughs> right? I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> so Rachel, I remember the wrong- that this happened, but I don't remember. Like, I don't remember the context. That's I why think... I asked. Um, okay, dating First is not all, finders keepers. <laughs> don't make me don't make me talk about Rachel Green, the worst character in Friends. Dear God, please no. Second of all, um, can you stop mowing the grass, please? <laughs> anyway, um, second of all, I, I okay, I think I'm gonna say they're both in the wrong because one was it incredibly wrong of rachel to go and steal this guy who monica clearly had showed interest in yes but i also think monica was in the wrong knowing how rachel is like knowing her personality and this is something that she would do Sending her to get this information for you was wrong. Well, I, I think, think she would have been better spent to send someone like Phoebe, who is not going to do that. I think that's... Um, you can't justify someone's wrong actions by saying, oh, classic Rachel. Like... Well, that, yes, I can. <laughs> I just did. That's what I think. Uh, 62% say that Rachel is in the wrong. 13 well, say no, both. I, ultimately rachel is in the wrong like that is you know yeah yeah. ultimately rachel is in the wrong that is yes Mm. Uh uh-huh michael and jim are at a meeting in a hotel michael falls into the koi pond in the lobby 
Upon reviewing the security tape, he sees that Jim did nothing to stop him from falling. Jim says he was caught off guard. Who's in the wrong? Michael. I think neither of them are in the wrong. No. I Okay. Wait. What? What's the point of them being wrong? Like it, That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm pretty sure it, in the episode, Michael is, like, mad. And he's like, I can't believe you didn't save me. Is it like Michael is mad because Jim didn't save him and Jim is like, well, I couldn't really do anything Mm -hmm. because if that's the case, then Michael's in the wrong. Like, yes, he is like, I'm not trying to invalidate Michael's feelings, but, um, Michael is justified in being upset, but he also has to acknowledge that there really wasn't much Jim could do Yeah, because like by the time Jim noticed Michael was already halfway in the pond. Yeah. And, like, Jim took a step back to keep from also falling in. Yeah. Which would have been detrimental to their... Sale. Like, meeting that they were going for. So, no, I think Michael's in the wrong. I don't think Jim did anything wrong, because, really, if he would have grabbed Michael, he would have also, like, fallen in. I think... So, I don't... I'm gonna say neither, because I think Michael has valid feelings to be like, why didn't you save me? Because, but also, that's also a classic Michael thing. Like, of course he's going to do that. Not to say Jim should have right. saved him. He would have, he should have known that Michael would have gotten mad. But it's just like, I think, do we want to say, I'll say, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say Michael, but since you're the one like running it yeah. on your phone or okay. whatever, you can say whatever 15% you want. 15% said Michael, 64% said neither. Wow. So this is what it feels like to be in the minority. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we love see. it here. All right. Here's the last one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. I'm scared now. The final question. This is, like, the main plot of Friends. And so if you, oh, like, God. if that's a spoiler, like, skip ahead a little bit. Is this? Um, this is, is essentially, this ro- were they on a break? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I will. Okay, I will defend this point to the death. Everyone's like, they weren't on a break. They weren't on a break. I was like, yes, they were. The, the, the episode before, she literally said, we should take a break. And Ross was like, oh, maybe take a break. Like, go get some ice cream. Like, calm down. Like, the normal, like, boyfriend response. Uh-huh. Like, okay, let's step back from the situation and, you know, take a breather. And then we'll come back at it, you know, fresh. That's what you're supposed to do in a relationship. And Rachel was like, no. From us. And then Ross was like devastated and did like the thing. Wait, is that the episode where he was like grabbing onto her shirt, like kneeling and like uh-huh. hugging her waist? That no, is the, that, was when, that, they, is the that most, was when they actually broke up. That was the most intense episode of Friends ever. Yeah, because I thought it was over. And mm-hmm. then, you know, their whole relationship goes downhill from there. Um, which, by the way, totally off topic, but Megan went to the Friends Experience, and she sent me a picture. They have, like, this timeline of yeah. the entire show and how all of the relationships That's go. That's so cool. And Phoebe is, like, a straight line because she does end. not date any of the other cast. Well, no, it's, like... Oh, between the main like, cast. Okay. Right. So, like, there's, like, Monica and Chandler are straight lines, and then they come together for, like, seasons five through ten, by the way. Or nine, or however yeah. many seasons there are. Like, they're together for half the show, which is crazy. Um, and then, like, I was so proud of Joey. He was going so strong, straight line. And then at the very end, for, like, two Fight. seconds, <laughs> he dipped up for Rachel. And I was like, Gah! 
God. No, come on, Joey. You're so close. And then there's Ross and Rachel that looks like a heartbeat monitor. That's like do 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 like up and down. And I'm like, yeah. are you kidding me? Jeez. Anyway, um, so I will. No, they were on a break. Dude, now I kind of agree. Here's the thing, though. You gotta you gotta get into the little nuances of this because, yes, Ross thought they were done, but. Did he need to necessarily go out and sleep with someone else that soon? No. no. Was that a because response? he still had? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because he still had the intention of going back to mm-hmm. Rachel. So, in in the in the broader sense, they were on a break. When you get into the little nuances, they were both in the wrong. So you'll say both. That's my that's my take. I like, uh, yeah, I say like both. That. We'll say both. Are people saying they're not on a break? Oh, uh, what? Sixty six percent of this poll says that Ross is in the wrong. No, guys. No, no. come on, guys. Wake they up, sheeple. Both. <laughs> they were both. Wake in up, the sheeple. Wrong. Stop taking Rachel's side. Stop <sighs> feeling bad for her. Listen. She overreacted. What did they even get in a... What did they even fight? What were they even fighting over? Oh, gosh. That made like, her say we should go on a break. It was Mark. Oh, that's right. And he showed up to but, her but office. Like, but, like, is he not that. in the wrong for thinking that that okay. was more? And what's what's so funny is <sighs> she's like, no, nothing's going to happen with Mark. Nothing's going to happen with Mark. Nothing's going to happen. And then, literally, while they're on a break, or not in air quotes, mm-hmm. but, like, because they are on a break... <laughs> She almost hooks up with Mark. I'm saying they're both exactly in the wrong. They're both in the wrong. She's exactly. Ah. Exactly. It is exactly what caused the fight in Tragic. the first place. I. Oh Ugh. my gosh. I think again. Man, what a good quiz. My thoughts. Nothing like nothing like listen, solving. If you want to go back and hear me rant about Ross and Rachel, go listen go to listen it. Go listen to the friends. It's actually the the first like thirty seconds of that episode. I like put in the clip of me saying, I don't think Ross and Rachel should be together, which is true. I really don't. I I think Rachel put Ross through way too much, and he should have moved on a long time yeah. ago. That was a very toxic relationship. But I also understand they had so And he much deserved history. so much better. Well, I also understand that, like, since the... <laughs> it's yeah, like... I'm going to stay with my toxic ex because we have so okay, much fine. history. He still loved her. Jeez. He still loved her. Okay, and she deep down. Well, loved yeah, he him. loved her enough to get her pregnant. God, <laughs> freaking Ross, what an idiot! And I, I can't stand it. Friends. He's almost as stupid as Rachel. Wow. Okay. I'm sorry. I said what I said. <laughs> okay. Uh, that was. I understand if you want to leave the uh, podcast. That was our. Uh, that was us solving moral issues with fictional characters. See, here's the thing. I I I personally identify more as a Chandler, <laughs> so I can insult Ross all I want. You know? He's my college best friend who's being an idiot, who was clearly not called out enough by Chandler, me, and Joey. Amazing. Okay. Ugh. Well. Uh. So, top five shows, am I right? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Before we jump into our main topic for today, I want to take a second to plug our social media. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and TikTok at The Nerdiest Podcast. 
And also, be sure to check the description for a poll or a question of the week or something. It'll be there. I'll figure it out in editing um, what it's going to be. But it will be there. So, yeah. It's on there if you're on Spotify. Check that out. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Only if you're on Spotify. Sorry. Sad. Okay. Sorry. So, I think this could be a back and forth. Top five. We'll do top four and then do honorable mentions. And then reveal yep. the number one pick. Like a Watch Mojo number video. Number um, This will... Pr- remember... Uh, kind of allot your times for what shows you'll want to talk about more so like don't go well, that's like, hard because i don't, really like all of my don't shows. go like 20 minutes on every show so oh well i was actually planning on going six hours on number one what are you like a youtube so, essay <laughs> yeah one i'm actually like, gonna do a video one essay. of those like eight hour essays about like victorious <laughs> yeah yeah precisely wow on why my number one show Ooh. That was close. Almost said what that it was. was. Uh-huh. That was a close Stay tuned. one there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number, f- number five. Number oh, five. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go first. You go first. Because I don't care. Uh, my number five is, drumroll please, Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba. Wow. Um, call, me, call me new gen trash because um, it's number five, but... I was well. I've been like rewatching it because Jackson's watching the first season, and I want to be, you know, familiarized with the first season as well. Um, I was rewatching it, and it was just so good. It, the writing on point, animation on point. It's just a really good show. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the movie last year, which filled me with so much hype. Did you see literally the movie, like, four times? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, I've seen the movie four times. I bought it on Amazon Prime Video and on DVD. Um, and it is probably one of my most like rewatched movies. Like I rewatch, well, not the whole movie, but like parts of it. Um, and you know, it jumped to my number one on the 2021 movie rankings in April and stayed there through the whole year. Jeez. Nothing could top Demon Slayer, which is crazy. And then season two just finished, and that was a, a gift from God, just like Arcane. Um, Demon Slayer Season 2 was a gift from God. So, yes, Demon Slayer has earned the number five spot on my top five favorite shows of all time. Wow. Wow. Was it, what was the really mean TikTok comment about your poster? What did it say? Oh, yeah. Um, it, was a, it was a TikTok comment on um, a reel we did about Dune, like a while ago. Oh, yeah. And somebody commented about my Demon Slayer wall... Um, decor wall <laughs> decor i don't i know what it's called but i don't remember anyway um they were like yeah of course you don't like dune you, you have a you, you watch demon slayer which means you have a short attention span and i'm like i brother no no as someone <laughs> that's who not what that means it just means i span i have to, i have to like really lock on to demon slayer <laughs> i'll be honest it'll be like <laughs> watch this so yeah I, I, People just say things. I don't know about thinking. short attention span. He's like, you you know he was just in his bedroom going, L plus ratio, and we got him. Oh, short attention L plus span. ratio plus oh. you watch Demon Slayer. Uh, cringe. It's like. Yeah, I don't. It's also, is it really fair to compare Demon Slayer and Dune? No. 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 Not even close. Jackson's dog is oh acting up again. <laughs> what that a dog. Is. Am I right, gang? You're right. I'm just waiting for him to stop. Hi, sorry. <laughs> what did you do? 
Jeez. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, my number four. Sorry. To fill time here, because Sorry, Jackson's light fell over. As it um, the dog just busted in and destroyed it. Okay. A, number five. It's still good? changing colors. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so we're going to talk about um, the the colors on Tanjiro's coat. Um, it's green, that's and weird. it's black. I think and, I got it. Yep. Okay. That's... Those are the colors. They, that. Are <laughs> they are black. Okay. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So, um, number five. These are top five favorite shows. These will change over the years as more shows come out and I watch more. But I just have to... Th- I thought about shows that I would watch again. And, like, w- could watch infinitely. And as I was thinking about that... I realized my number five pick, which is the most underrated sitcom of the 90s, which is Boy oh, Meets World. Oh. Boy Meets World I is he was my number say five. 30 Rock. No, 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 no. Boy Meets World is my number five pick because it has some of the most well written characters you will ever see in a show. And I think that the show has just less left a lasting impact on me as the characters grew up because they start like in like m- like low high school, and then you get to see them graduate college, which is just so incredible to see that character development and watch from beginning to end. And they do the characters so much justice and like. It's just done so incredibly well, and it's so funny. There's a quote from season two of Boy Meets World where one of the bullies, I say this all the time, he goes, man, it looks so clean you could eat it. He goes, you mean eat off it? I said what I said. Like, he, like, it's just the dumbest lines. Mr. Feeney is an icon. Go watch Boy Meets World. It's on Disney+. I said what I said. I said what I said. When you said that, um... That's when you said that earlier. I was like, <laughs> that's what I thought of. Ross, like, looks so Ross good. sucks. I said what I said. It's like, looks so good. You could eat Dang. it. You mean eat off it? I said what I said. L plus ratio plus. Plus. You're wrong. Boy Meets World is better than Demon Slayer. <laughs> I mean, you haven't finished Demon Slayer, so I feel like you're them. not qualified to you say can't that. You compare them. You gotta, no. Once you get to the end of season one. Yeah, there you go. Number yeah, four. It'll, it'll surpass. Number four. Uh, my number four is a cult classic. It is. Um, it's kind of a shame it's this low on this list, which, which is kind of sad. But once you, once you see the other shows, okay. you know it'll make sense. Uh, number four is The Office. Wow. Need I say more? It's The Office. It's yeah. the first sitcom, like adult sitcom mm-hmm. i put in air quotes because it's like not a disney channel sitcom um it was the first adult sitcom that i watched and so good so funny jim and dwight great you know great duo jim and pam the what should be the human standard for relationships <laughs> not michael <Ross> scott <laughs> everything not to look for in a boss but also simultaneously everything to look for in a boss at the same time uh Michael and Holly, again, Amazing. should be the human standard for relationships. Like, I don't know. They're, they're, 
I don't really have much to say about the show just because, you know, when you say The Office is number four, like, yeah, it's The Office. Like, what what is there to say about it other than it's The Office? So do you want to you want to know my number four is also The Office? (laughs) Hey, yo! um, Poggers! It would have been higher, but those last few seasons like hurt me so bad. Like everyone, yeah, everyone rags on the Office's last seasons. Like they're watchable, but like I'm suddenly aware that it's a show instead of thinking that it's a real documentary. Um, but I think the, it also suffers without Steve Carell. It really does. I think something. What I love about the Office as a creator is I think the Office was the ideal way to create a show because you had. Writers, producers, directors, actors involved with everything. So everyone on the show, almost everyone on the show was also writers. And so, like, them being so involved really made some of the funniest moments and, like, some of these amazing characters. And I think The Office really set up that mockumentary style that has been recreated a million times at this point. And that is legitimately yeah. one of my favorite styles you can shoot in. Like, that single camera, like, it's fly on the wall. So good. So good. It'd be higher, but there's other shows I like better. And, like, like you, like we said, those earlier, those later seasons. Here's the hurt. thing, though. I think people are going to get really outraged over what my number three is. <laughs> After putting number the office number four. <laughs> number three. Which show is better right than three. The Office? Come on, tell me, huh? Share. Huh? Come on. I put community at number three. Really? Yeah, which some people, like, I was telling, I think I was telling my mom, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, community's great. Like, you should watch it. It's really funny. And, you know, I think I think it's better than The Office. And she was like, come on, Nick. You, you don't think that's true. And I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's pretty good. And, I mean, like, for me, community has, which, first of all, I feel like I can relate more to community in a sense as a college student because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm obviously not a salesperson working in a paper office. But, of course, you can relate to, like, Jim because, you know, you're funny mm-hmm. or you're, like, have a crush on this girl or, like, you like picking – like, you like, you know, pranking people. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever you're – like, however you relate to those characters. But community overall is more – it's more my speed and not to say mm-hmm. the office isn't i love the office to death and what what has helped community get here is the fact that it is still on netflix yeah. and it is now that like because like there was a night a couple weeks ago where i was up super late and i just could not go to sleep and i was like i just need something that i know like that comfort show mm-hmm. that you know you're not like it's not like anime where like there's explosions or whatever happening on screen or it's in a different language it's just community it's mm-hmm. just they're doing stuff around community. the college and that's this is what yeah community th- that's is. what it is and i don't know i just think it's a really underrated show that people don't talk about enough and yes the the la- the, the, the latter seasons the do get year. rough especially <laughs> yeah especially as you know the cast members start to start to you know, leave the show and like dan Harmon yeah. wasn't there anymore but honestly they don't so Community is one of those shows that, yes, cast members left, but unlike the the difference between Community and The Office is Community actually had decent replacements. Like, yeah. can you replace Donald Glover's Troy? Never. No. Oh. So, But they didn't try to, 
like they didn't get another guy that was just like Troy in the like they turned like the office tried to turn Andy into Michael Scott where community was like we can't recreate that just throw in new characters that can be just as funny right and you know I think community didn't crash as hard as the office did no. which is crazy because they had the equal like equal amount of like show to crash ratio mm-hmm. like the office had three seasons community had three seasons after season three community started to fall off and you know the office like season seven it was okay like you know they were doing good and then season eight was just nosediving yeah. into the ground and season nine was like the plane continuing to run There's across keep... the ground before it finally <laughs> just stopped yeah whereas community was like season four okay that's a little bit of a dip you know Season five, oh, that's a little bit of a dip. Season six, they were like, okay, land the plane, land some the plane. Of my, we're done. Some of my we're done. favorite, land the plane. Well, they had to do six seasons in a movie. Like I'm waiting that's for that. True. Movie. We're still waiting on the movie. Six seasons in a movie, but I come think, on, it's got to happen. Come on, come on. But I also like it's wild. Some of my favorite episodes of Community are in the last season. Like, oh, should I put Community on this list? Anyway, um, I can't wait. Community is not on this list. Yeah. Whoa. This is I mean, this not is, saying that we should have very well, similar yeah. lists, well, but like who, whoa. Who introduced <laughs> you to community, huh? <laughs> well Dang. I think I... I think community I'm a huge fan of creativity. Like of course like duh. Yeah. Who's not a fan of creativity? But I think when you watch a, a lot of sitcoms, they start to repeat. Community is not one that repeats community is consistently like shocking me with what they're doing next in a good way and i think their paintball episodes are a great example of like they didn't hold back at all they like were throwing every like creative bone they had at the show to do like a different style like almost every episode and write some of the funniest dialogue you'll ever see in a sitcom so funny. And another thing I think Community does really well, and this is my last thing, and then we move on mm-hmm. to the next show. Um, but another thing Community does really well is it handles the diversity of the study group. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, when I say diversity, I don't mean, like, you know, racial or, like, mm-hmm. gender. I mean, like... From where they come oh, from in life. Like, yeah, like, and that and, like, their, what I'm gonna call political, mm-hmm. like... You know, Jeff is what is he? He's, he's I think he's agnostic. He's like agnostic. Britta's atheist. Uh, Shirley's a Christian. Abed's a Muslim. Like and like, um, Annie's a uh, Jewish. So like, they have all of these different backgrounds, but yet they can still be this really closely knit group mm-hmm. of friends who consider themselves family. And as you know, someone who does have a college friend group where we don't all agree on you know, religion or politics or, like, all these big-ticket things. Mm-hmm. We don't have to in order to be like, you guys want to all go see Sonic? You want to go see, you know, yeah. No Way Home? Like, oh, my gosh, that Nintendo Direct was crazy. Like, you don't have to agree with everyone on everything in order to be good friends. And yeah. I like that message because I think people nowadays really lean into the whole, like, well, you don't agree with me politically, so we can't be friends. Or... <laughs> We're not, you're not a Christian. We can't be friends. And I'm like, well, but that person, like, you might have other things in common with Mm -hmm. that person. And, you know, at some point you just have to agree to disagree 
on those big things mm-hmm. and focus on the things you do have in common, like, you know, hobbies, interests, shows, like that kind of thing. And community handles that very well. One of my yeah. favorite episodes is that Christmas episode where Shirley is really okay. trying to like okay. push that whole that is- Christmas Christian narrative has and they're the like best Christmas episodes of any show I've but, seen so good no it's true and like <laughs> Shirley is really trying to push this narrative down other people's throats which it's a shame to say it but Christians do way too much mm-hmm. um and you know I'm I'm all for calling him out on it because mm-hmm. something that needs to be fixed um and you know the whole moral is like we don't have to all have the same religion mm-hmm. to celebrate Christmas. Like, there are plenty of non-religious people who still celebrate yeah. Christmas. Like, it's just that time of the year when you want to, you know, watch Christmas movies and eat cookies <laughs> and, you know, just mm-hmm. be merry with the people you care about. So yeah. that is another thing, like, really pushed community up there to number three. So now I feel bad for not putting it on my list, um, but it's fine. It's okay. You still it's have okay. a chance. You can put it in honorable I can't, mentions. Uh, it's in honorable mentions. Don't worry. It's at the top of honorable mentions. Um, Good. <laughs> I think what's kind of ironic, because it's community, it shows how to have community with anyone. And that's like, like it's, the show gets like weirdly heartfelt at times, where especially if Jeff does like a big speech like he always does, he's like, we, he's like, above all else, we should not... He's like, everything points to we should not be friends. He's like, but here we are. So yeah. I think... One thing I don't like about Community is I think they experimented too much with the relationships within the group. Because it, th- that happened True. a lot. Um, and at the end of the day, nothing really ended up happening. No. With those it, it ended the way that it started relationship-wise. Which I think yeah. I think Jeff and Britta should have ended up together. I think they were no, they totally should. I have. think they were actually like really cute. Um, but I know I know like friend groups do that, and like people just have to be adults about it. And like, all right, well that didn't work out. It's okay. So I don't know. It's, a, it's re- community is a great show, and you should go watch it. <sighs> Number three. They're, sorry, they're moving. Right past my window it's with okay. the lawnmower. I can't. And I'm really mad. Yeah, go to your number three. Number while three. I, while it's... My number three pick. Now, if you told me that this was mine would be in the third spot, like early last year, I tell you you're crazy. Number three is WandaVision. Oh, ah, I didn't so, think about any of the Marvel shows. Yep. Dang. So WandaVision, I was on the hype train for WandaVision. I was the conductor of the WandaVision hype train. Um, to the point that people started buying me gifts. Um, ah, that's right. It finally <laughs> shifts. Um, and I think WandaVision was so important for me. And we even just rewatched it recently and it still holds up. But WandaVision was so important to start off the phase four of the MCU and start off the trend of like Disney Plus shows for Marvel. I think the iconic sitcom callbacks were done beautifully. Um, all the soundtrack is amazing. The cast is incredible. They do such a good job. But the main thing of WandaVision for me was those episodes would release on Friday. And then I'd go to church Sunday and we would all talk about it. And there are people that I'm still friends with now that I created those relationships by talking about WandaVision. 
there were people that I would watch WandaVision, like we would be like do a group watch and live text each other while the episode was playing. And like, I just have yet to feel community like that around a show like such a mainstream show like WandaVision is just on Disney plus everyone has seen it but aside from the show just being in like a technical marvel like that show is amazing the way that they've done (laughs) marvel that show is amazing the way that they've done all their sitcom stuff and everything but also just my experience with like I have not still have not felt hype for a show like WandaVision I think there was so much community around that, even on the internet. And it's just, such, it was such an experience to watch that weekly. <sighs> I mean, I guess it doesn't matter at this point. They're they're mowing mm-hmm. right outside my window. And, you know, it's only going to get I can't worse. hear anyway, it, so. Yeah, no. WandaVision is, honestly, a really good show. I think it's one of the best Marvel has ever put out. Um, Loki is... Loki is really good. Obviously, Loki is my number one, but WandaVision is a close second because you're right. It is a technical number Marvel. One the Marvel fact show. that they even, you know, well, yeah, not my number one yeah. like <laughs> show show. It's a Marvel show. Anyway, um, it is a technical Marvel. Like, if you watch the. Oh my god. I can't hear it. Just I think... Right outside my window. No, you can't hear it, but I know the audio is picking it up because I watched the waveforms like pick up when they <laughs> went by the window. So I know it can be heard. And it's really annoying. And we're not at a point where I can just mute myself till they're done. Um, Anyway. (sighs) Anyway, talking over them, um, I'm just going to sit like this and, like, shield whatever sound I can. Um, Yeah, if you watch, like, The Making Of on Disney+, Plus, the fact that they went back and, like, did the whole live studio audience thing, they, you know, painted Paul Bettany in a different way so that the black and white would look more authentic and... You know, all this stuff that they did was just chef's kiss. It It really was was the best way to, like, bring Marvel back. Because they took a whole year off Mm -hmm. in 2020, which, honestly, we definitely needed after Endgame. We need it again, Um, if we're honest. But we're not here to Yeah, no, we have a break now. (laughs) Like, um, but also, like, you know, it was the best way to bring in Phase 4. And Mm -hmm. now, obviously, Wanda's going to show up in doctor strange and uh doctor strange is in the new Fortnite chapter so all i'm saying is if they drop a wanda skin closer to multiverse of madness um i'll buy it i'm sorry to my bank account but i'm gonna (laughs) have to buy it can we um listen i can't not we can't not my wanda your doctor strange (laughs) we can what what (laughs) Huh? Jackson, I think you might be on some form of drugs because first you start with Boba Fett and Fennec Shan and now Wanda and Doctor Strange? Wanda needs to get out. Wanda needs to put herself out there. Vision's like gone. I'm sorry. But, but... No, I'm just... That's a joke. I think Wanda should... Wanda and Vision are... No, White Vision is still out there. (laughs) That sounds bad out of context, but I know what you mean. (laughs) No, we're going to call him Platinum Vision. There we go. Platinum Vision is still out there. Yeah. Um, No. (laughs) I was going to say, we need to stan our queen in Fortnite. You know, 
you know? When I, that Multiverse when of Madness that, trailer came on... When's the Wanda T-Pose gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, when, when can I T-Pose as Wanda? When can I Rickroll people in Fortnite as Wanda from uh, Doctor Strange? Honestly, and all of the... Yeah, that's all I have to say about I'm gonna Wanda. I'm going to talk about this for two seconds. All of the costumes in Multiverse of Madness look amazing. Okay, just wanted to say that. <laughs> That's no, you're done. Okay. You're done. They changed Wanda's costume though, and that's really annoying. Well, they might have. It looks slightly different than the show. Which it's I mean, not... to be fair, we really haven't seen yeah. her in the whole costume in any of the trailers. Anyway. Anyway. Number two. Number two. My number two. Actually, I want to see. What do you think my number two is? is it because I feel like once I tell you, once I tell you what the number two is, you'll know what the number one is. Is I'm it just Full Metal Alchemist? No. Is it... I told you it couldn't go that high because it would have to go above Demon Slayer. Is it on Attack, Attack on Titan? Nope. Attack is on it... Titan is not even on this list. Uh, it's not Cowboy Bebop? No. Is oh my gosh. Anime? You're like going further in the wrong direction. It's not an anime? Is it I, Tangled I the series? <laughs> no. <laughs> so clearly you have no clue what it is. Anyway, my number two... My Hero Academia. Oh, it was an anime, but I didn't want to like shirt too. Yeah, I. Oh, Jeez, come on. The answer was right here. Is it? Um, is it the Book of Boba Fett? <laughs> yes, actually, it is the Book of Boba Fett. What? No way. <laughs> How'd you know? I just know you said. Um, well. So, it's yeah, My Hero Academia. <laughs> I've talked about before on the podcast, like, how much of an emotional connection I have to this show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people are like, well, My Hero Academia is not that good. And the writing is blah, 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 And the animation is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, shut up. <laughs> first of all, the reason I have such an emotional connection to the show in the first place is because I was going through a really rough time in life when I started watching the anime. And, you know, I watched through the whole anime. I was like, dang, this, this speaks to me. I love this. And I've attached to Deku as a character. And then, you know, I got through the anime. And then a few months later, I went through another, like, low point mm-hmm. in life. And I started reading the manga. So My Hero Academia has always been this, like, it's essentially my comfort anime mm-hmm. um, to an extent. And, you know, I think, I think it is a really good anime. I think it is an S-tier anime. And you know, S-tier manga, too. Like, people are like, oh, well, it doesn't do XYZ that Dragon Ball does. And I'm like, okay, well, at least in My Hero Academia, you know, we don't have to watch our character power up for seven episodes to do an attack that lasts 30 seconds in the eighth episode, and then everything's over. Wow, Like, come on now. <laughs> come on. I throw shade at Dragon Ball. I, I'm not a big Dragon Ball fan. Uh, but that's I a believe. story for a different day. Um, so, yeah, My Hero Academia, phenomenal show. I And it's one of those things which... Here's a hot take. Here's a hot take. Brief little side tangent for a hot take here. Society needs to stop demanding you to have 70 reasons as to why your favorite movie is your favorite movie or why your favorite show is your favorite show. You should not have to be like, well, the directing and the cinematography in this movie is phenomenal because people are like, Nick, why is Weathering With You your favorite movie of all time? What about Star Wars? And I'm like, Star Wars is great, but I just really like Weathering With You. I think it's a really good movie. And yeah. that should be all I have to do to justify why it's my number because one. I like it. Now, of course, when you're talking with more cinephile like people, you know, 
then you can get into that. Well, I think the writing and the direction and, you know, the, the cinematography in this movie is beautiful. But if you're talking to like a normal person, just be like, yeah, it's my favorite movie. And that's kind of where I'm at with my hero is like my hero. It's my it's yeah. my number two on this list because it is like because yeah. I love it. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And you can you should also be able to look look at your favorite shows objectively because I think I don't think WandaVision is the best Marvel show. It's my favorite. I don't think like it's my favorite Marvel show, thing. but I think Loki is objectively better. So I'm going to hit you with a revelation. Okay. Demon hit Slayer was number brother. 5 on this list. My Hero is number 2. I think Demon Slayer is objectively better than My Hero Academia. Hey, there you go. <laughs> I really do. Especially after season 2, I think it is becoming an objectively better anime than My Hero yeah. Academia. Now a lot of that has to do with how they're adapting it, but but I don't it's know. like you got to you got to be able to disconnect your opinion from like objectivity, but your opinions are yeah. valid. That's like you should have opinions and, st- and like strong opinions. But if I say my number one show is the best show that's ever been made because of this, this and this, and then you disagree with me, I'm not going to fight you thinking I'm right because that's an opinion. <laughs> right. Okay. <clears throat> Number two. <laughs> Jeez, that was my number two pick is Friends. <laughs> because so we we talked Whoa. about Friends for a long time at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. Um Friends is my comfort show, like you talked about with community. I watched it all the way through like a couple years ago. Um and I think Friends is a comfort show for a lot of people, just because like you get to know these characters so well. They start to, like, it's stupid to say that, but they feel like you're friends, and you can just go, even if it's just the little mental cue of it, it's called friends, and you're like, oh, friends, cool. But it, it's a show that I can turn on no matter my mood, and I will enjoy it. And, like, it'll be on TBS or IFC, and I'll just turn it on, and any episode that's on there is good. And I can just watch it. Not to say every episode of Friends is perfect, but I can enjoy any episode of Friends, no matter my mood. And I think that is that is the showings of a good show. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's we talked fair. about that for a long time before, so I'm not. Yeah, I'm not gonna go deep. Into All right. That. Honorable number. Mentions. Honorable mention. Number honorable mention. <laughs> Do you want to I just was going to number one, but then I was like, on our yeah, it, I only have five of them because okay. it's really like my top ten. I have seven. But, you know, um, so first up, Star vs. the Force of Evil. It was really like, I'm not going to dwell on all of these too long, but this one was like, oh, you can track the show. It And <sighs> another thing, can we stop? Like, just because a show has a female protagonist does not mean that that show is only intended for girls. I got so much flack from my grandparents for watching Star Wars Force of Evil because they're like, it's a very girly show. And I'm like, no, no. No, no, no. She has a best friend who's into karate. <laughs> and he's a guy. So therefore, it is not only she for girls. She has a best friend who's into That sounds like a John Mulaney bit. It's like, but no, no. <laughs> she has a best friend that's into karate. <laughs> karate. Uh, karate. Um, no, it's a great show. Don't 
I'm really sick of the whole like, ah, oh, well, it, well, and you know, it's different if it's like Barbie. Like, yeah. oh man, yeah, that is kind of more for girls than guys. But Star Wars: The Force of Evil is a very gender neutral show. The color palette just happens to be leaning more towards pink. <laughs> so, pink! Oh my god! Oh my god! Ah! Ah! Pink color palette. Hide the eyes. Um. So you will not up, indoctrinate my children. On that, on that honorable mention list is Friends. But yeah. as you said, we've already talked about Friends. Couldn't not put it on here. Uh, next up, Ninjago. I, like I could not I'm not sorry. mention Ninjago. Because, don't laugh. I didn't mean to laugh. I'm sorry. It caught me off guard. I think that's a great show. Ninjago is is one of those shows. Like Star Wars: The Force of Evil, Ninjago, and my number one are all three like animated shows that really shaped my life mm-hmm. and who I am now. Which should give you a really big hint as to what my number one show is. Which I'm going to ask you again when we get there. If you have any guesses as to what Mario it is. Mario Brothers Super Show, of course. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Dang, you spoiled it. Um, so yeah, Ninjago, phenomenal show. Has kind of fallen off in recent years, but I do want to watch it because it's all on Netflix. So I might as well like watch it and just see what's up. Um, next up, Parks and Rec. It only gets an honorable mentions. I, listen, I love Parks and Rec. I love Chris Pratt, but I don't know. It's a, it's a good mm-hmm. sitcom. It's just not top five worthy. Um... And then lastly, you mentioned it a couple times, uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. It is my Brother. number three anime of all time. Mm-hmm. It has, like, broken that top three. Um, and, you know, it's a phenomenal anime. If you like anime, even if you don't like anime, watch it. It is an anime that does not, like, it feels like a show that could have been made anywhere outside of Japan. Not to, like, take away, not, not to take that away from Japan, but, like, it's an anime, but it doesn't overtly, like, it's lean into a that lot of the anime no tropes. matter what. Yes. Yeah. And just to roast the Twitter fanboys real quick, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood was written by a woman. Which <gasps> everyone's, like, everyone's, like, there was a thing on Twitter recently that was, like, 70% or 77% of manga authors are women. And then there's all these misogynistic guys who are like, oh, well, that's why most of them are trash. And I'm like, okay, first of all, you have a Demon Slayer profile picture. Demon Slayer was written by a woman. Do your fact, like, do your research. Check your facts. Fullmetal Alchemist was written by a woman. Uh, I'm pretty sure Silent Voice, which is a great anime movie, written by a woman. Like, dude, just, just stop, okay? Just it's okay for women to write things. Like, they can also write good things. Uh, it's not, you know... That's uh, wild. Men can write a good that's thing. That's wild. No, stop. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't pay attention you, to the toxic anime you, Twitter bros. What are you doing at 3 p.m. on a Tuesday, right after you just destroy the entire... Like, women can't write good <laughs> manga. Would you like fries with that? Like, would I can't... What do you... What, what, <laughs> What, what are you no, doing? No, and the best part is they were like, ah, yes, this is why the 33% of other manga is good. And I'm like, that's 110%, sir? Do you know math? Like, <laughs> no wonder you're an idiot. Jeez, oh can't gosh. even do simple math. I don't understand. What do what do people that get into fights on Twitter just do during the day? They have nothing better to do with their like, lives. What, do you, what are you doing? I'm just kind of like what? they write. Don't those are the kind of people who write really long threads on r slash like misogyny yeah. or something mm-hmm. on why women shouldn't be writers. Like they're they have that very like 1800s yeah. or whatever mindset where they're like, 
women are only good for cleaning, which is not true. (laughs) Uh, In any sort of sense, but okay. Is that the last of your honorable mentions? Yeah. Okay. Here are my honorable mentions. Here we go. You said it before, Parks and Rec, I think is a really good show. But I also just, I haven't been super exposed to it recently, so I can't, like, my opinion of it has kind of gone away because stupid Peacock... If you get a VPN, you can watch The Office and Parks and Rec oh, on Netflix because they apparently only left Netflix in the U.S. Thanks, Netflix. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Netflix. Gosh, um, screwing over like your biggest subscriber base. We okay. talked about it. I'm going to say Community is on this list. Absolutely. Um, 30 Rock is an honorable mention. I think 30 Rock is hilarious. I can't endorse it Thank completely. Thank God it's not an actual like, <laughs> number. Ugh. 30 Rock is so funny. I was worried. Kind of underrated, I think. Um, oh, wait. What? I don't know what your number one is now. I thought your number one was going to be 30 Rock. Hold on. Um, I'm going to say honorable mention Superstore is on Hulu. And it's, like, no one talks about Superstore. That show's super underrated. Was created by one of the producers of The Office. Fun fact. Um, Loki is on this list. I think that's, the direction of that show was incredible. Owen Wilson is an icon. And then The Simpsons. I think you can fight and be like, The Simpsons hasn't been good since 1990-whatever. Well, Mike Reese, executive producer, acknowledges this. He says, people say it hasn't been good since enter date and then still watch he's like i don't care i think it's still good so and then the mandalorian is another technical marvel that i just can't not have an honorable mention because they've done such a good job with that show (laughs) okay i'm really trying to brainstorm here i think i know what it is i don't know i'm gonna say it i don't know what your number one is i'll say my number one is take a guess you said it's animated Yes. Shaped your life. Yeah. It's going to be really obvious, and I just can't... It is. I'm going to say it, and you're going to, like, slam your head against the table. <laughs> it's going to be really obvious. It's too early for this nonsense. Um, <laughs> it's 11 a.m., but... <laughs> it's 11 in the morning. Too early. Ah, it's got to be an old show if it shaped your... Ch- <laughs> Not necessary. Well... Ah... Uh, Old show is relative, depending on how you want to talk about this show. Uh, I legitimately, I don't even have a guess. I'm sorry. I'm gonna feel. Really? I'm gonna feel like an idiot because it's not Ninjago. I, ha- I, ha- I have a guess for yours. Um, just based on what you haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. Um, but I'll but I'll save that. So uh, my number like one show. <laughs> My number one no. favorite TV okay, show so, of all I'm time. So I'm going to say the name, and then I'm going to take like a brief five-second pause to watch Jackson squirm in anger. Okay. In anger. <laughs> My number one favorite TV show of all time oh, no. is Star Wars The Clone Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it was like so obvious. Dang it. I can't Dude, believe it. I was on. like, Star Wars... Something I talked about buying a freaking Ahsoka backpack when we were at Disney. (laughs) That show completely left my consciousness. Oh my Uh, gosh! (laughs) But also, really? (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, the Clone Wars was the first Cartoon Network show I was ever allowed to watch. It was the first Star Wars show that really ever existed. Yeah. Um, 
it was mm -hmm. low-key inspirational inspirational to me really latched on to ahsoka as a character that's why she's my favorite star wars character of all time and you know everyone's gonna be like well she's a girl and i'm like yeah what what's your get point out here, like, get out of my comment section grandpa <laughs> jeez uh okay boomer gosh <laughs> cringe um but yeah no it was one of the it was the uh, first show that i ever watched seasonally like I was there for every like premiere of every new episode. Oh, I was I was always like, "Mom, we need to be home at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central. Five, we need to be home at 5 4 Eastern for the new episode of Star Wars: The Clone Wars." Mom, we can't be out at Target right now. She was like, "Well, yeah. you can watch a rerun," and I'm like, "I don't know when they rerun." <sighs> Just kidding. I actually did because we didn't have a DVR. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I was absolutely devastated. When Disney just came in and canceled everything, they were like, we're done. And I was like, wow, thanks for Rip. doing absolutely nothing for me. Um, and then they brought it back for season seven. And uh, I felt like a child again watching season seven. Felt like that kid, you know, watching the Friday premieres of new episodes. It was Man. it was an era. And yeah, it's just, it's Star, it's Star Wars The Clone Wars. Again, it's same as, like, My Hero. I don't really have anything other to say other than it's, I love it. Come on. It's, it's a show I can always go back to. It's, and I, I don't remember what episode we talked about it on, but I t talked about the nuances. Oh, wait, that was an in-school debate. Never mind. Um, that was not recorded or televised at all. The line between podcast and real life is blurring. No, it's so true. <laughs> I had, like, a five-minute debate with one of my friends at school about, like, why... 2008 Clone Wars is better than 2003 Clone Wars. Um, and it all boiled down to, like, the nuances of the show and how it really delves into, like, what is it like for people during an actual, like, war? Huh. And it is not a kid's show. Like, everyone's like, Clone Wars is a kid's show. Look up any video on YouTube of, like, clones fighting. Like, there's literally an episode where a clone walks into a ship and dies because it gets blown up as he's walking into it. Like... People get decapitated. Like, no, this is not a kid's show. Interesting. It's animated, which makes people think it's a kid's show, but it's not. So that's my number one. Wow. Now, I'm a, before I'm, you say your number I'm one. Really, I think that's really interesting. That's a really – that's a good pick. Not for me. I tried to get into it because I wasn't – I tried to get you into you it too. You tried so hard, and I tried so hard. But because I had no emotional connection, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. I'm some sorry. People, some people don't. I respect your um, opinion, and I agree. Like, I think I'm sure it's a great show for people that care. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Take my, a guess. Take a my guess. guess. I've only got one of them, okay. and if this isn't it, it's such a swing and a miss. Is it only murderers in the building? Yes, my number one show is <laughs> only murderers it. in the building. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it because it wasn't. Two through five, nope. and it wasn't on the honorable mentions nope. list. And I'm like, there's no way you talk about this show way too much yeah. for it to not be mentioned at all. Can we just 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is an, an a feat in itself. Rotten Tomatoes hates movies <laughs> and shows, but I think just the comedic genius of this show is beyond anything I've ever seen. And it was similar to WandaVision where... I got to watch the show weekly with people and that there was such a community and like we would literally, we would call it, this sounds bad out of context. We call it murder night. And we would like, when those episodes would drop, we would go 
I would go over to people's houses with like six other people and we'd watch the episode and then we'd like pause and theorize and like go back and forth. And like, just as a show, I think the aesthetic hits so hard. It has like this New York Times, like classic, but modern. It's timeless. That's what I'm going to say. Not only Murders in the Building is timeless and it's a Hulu original, which like, Streaming service original shows throw people off because it's like, eh, I can't, eh, it's fine. But this is legitimate. Like, will this change someday? I hope so. I hope shows keep getting better to the point where I can watch a better show than this. But right now, if someone says, hey, I need a new show to watch, this is my number one pick because it sucks you in from the beginning. There's so many creative things, like every episode has a narrator. And one of the episodes is narrated by the character who's deaf. And so you hear his internal dialogue, but that's the only audio for the whole episode. It's just his internal dialogue. And like, you get to see all the different pieces of the puzzle come together. And doing mysteries is so hard because of like, there's a million episodes of Scooby-Doo. And so like, how do you shock an audience in a mystery and they did it and it's so funny and it's so good and steve martin is an icon <sighs> isn't he the steve martin that's the same guy who played what's his name on the good place right no the, are you thinking of ted danson maybe he played you're talking about michael yeah that's ted danson isn't he also in only murders in the building no who did I see on the cover? Steve then? Martin. Why did he look? That's what, Steve they Martin. look so familiar. Oh, they look. Sorry, it was the brief glance of like guy in suit, glasses, yeah. gray hair, and then that's all um, I've really seen. You might know Martin Short from something else. He was Jack Frost in the Santa Claus Three. <laughs> if you, I, yeah, if you know that. that's probably the only thing um, I would have briefly seen his face in, even though I've like, never watched the movie. The way that they are best friends, like they tour together, and it's amazing. They're I, they're so, and then Selena Gomez like was kind of a wild card for this show, but it she blew it out of the water. She did so good, like I kind of forgot she can act. <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying, Fair. I've never steered you wrong for shows. I will give you a Hulu profile if you will watch this show. <laughs> Please? <laughs> okay. Deal. <Nice>. Deal. <laughs> uh, Only murders wanna, pod? Come we, on. Hello? Before, I mean, honestly, I would do it. Um, mm-hmm. But before, before we kind of like wrap up here, I want to mm-hmm. piggyback off something you said about how you hope that your list changes and that shows mm-hmm. are always getting better and always, you know, improving. And same here. I would be remiss if, you know, Demon Slayer was always number five. Like, mm-hmm. I love it to death, but I would love to see shows better. I I don't want things to stagnate. I personally, I expect Demon Slayer to get up to at least number four, <laughs> maybe three, depending on by the end. I've heard the ending is really good. I haven't read the manga, though. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd be remiss if... You know, shows didn't it, shift around. <laughs> Who's to say? Like, you know, the Clone Wars may never move. Like, it may always be my number one. I may never see or watch or enjoy something as much as that. And, you know, maybe the childhood nostalgia keeps that at number one forever. Good for that show. Good for it. But 
all of the other slots on this list, I hope they change. Same for, like, movies. My top five yeah. movies has shifted in the last year of, like, what movies I think. Like, two years ago, Weathering With You would never have been anywhere near the top five. No. But now it's number one. So just the, the fact that things should always mm-hmm. be changing and you should be exposing yourself to new shows. You shouldn't say, oh, well, I love my top five and I'm never going to yeah. watch anything else. Like, it's okay to watch other things. It, and this was one thing that I experienced after watching My Hero Academia for the first time. I didn't want to branch out and watch new anime because I was worried that I was going to find something that I liked even more. Because for some reason, I thought that just because I found something more means, like, my hero goes away and dies and, like, doesn't just continue (laughs) to exist. It's not like these things disappear Mm -hmm. when, you know, you're not watching them. Like, they're still there for you to go back and rewatch and enjoy whenever you want. That's why they're comfort shows. Exactly. I'm just saying. (laughs) I can open Disney Plus. I can make a whole different list. I'm saying, this could be a whole essay. I, I can open Disney Plus and watch Boy Meets World whenever I want. Like, that doesn't mean I shouldn't go and watch Arrested Development, because that's a really good show. Right. Exactly. Anyway, so we'll wrap this up. Yeah, that's my little... Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. I wave the white flag of, I'm ready to leave before they come back with I think it's lowers. more of a checkered flag. <laughs> We're done. But they, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not... Yeah, just yeah. checkered flag. We finished. We're not surrendering. <laughs> I surrender. Let the let the podcast gods take over. <laughs> I surrender. <laughs> take over the podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, thanks for listening today. If you want to stay up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at the Nerdiest Podcast or on TikTok at the Nerdiest Podcast. If you have feedback or a question you want to submit, you can do so through the Contact Us page on our website. And if you like what we do here, or if you think it's just kind of cool, this is your first episode, hey, welcome. We really would love a five-star review from you because that's how you get up in the analytics of the podcast and we want to reach more people. So if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Amazon or you're listening on your Echo Dot, which you can do, by the way, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, go and give a five-star review because we deserve it. I'll be honest. We deserve it. And if you have a friend that you think would like the show, hey, go tell them. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. True. And, uh, Again, thank you for listening. I hope to see you in the next episode. Peace. Out. Bye.